Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So I am so excited about this one. (laughs) (laughs) I am so, so excited because uh, probably a lot of you experience the same thing. We've talked about it every year. We talk about it. But for us, like when the holidays come, it doesn't, it means like a sprint to the end with getting ahead with work so you can, quote, take time off. Um, And you really want to anticipate it. So I think it was like October we were talking about this. Well, we were talking about the fact that we've been talking about witches so yes. much. And we were like, oh, it's going to be sad. We're not going to talk about witches anymore. But right. then... But then you had the idea, you're like, I wonder if there's a Christmas witch. I knew there had to be. Yes, and you were correct. <laughs> you were correct. There are multiple Christmas witches, some of which are kind of like nice and um, cur- commercial because we found a, a book as well called The Christmas Witch, which is not what we were looking at, looking for. Uh, but maybe we'll look into one day. No, we were talking about like a Christmas witch. Like we're talking Grimm's fairy tale level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had this outline since then for months. Uh, and yeah, today we are talking about Grilla, uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas witch. I will say I looked up the pronunciation, but it was from a, a UK video, and this is an Icelandic witch. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Grilla is correct, but if not, please let us know. And yeah, this one's going to be a bit shorter because uh, again, holidays got a lot going on. Not too much <laughs> is written about Grilla, sadly enough. Although I did get a, a personal anecdote last night. I can't wait to share it. Oh. Um, 
Yes. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you have any details we missed, any Christmas witches we should shout out, please let us know. And yeah, for if you if you listen to this and you're like, you know what, this is my thing. I want more. We have done so many episodes on witches, <laughs> as you said. <laughs> we have done so many episodes on witches. We've done episodes on monsters. We've done episodes on why women love monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say our discussion of Baba Yaga is particularly relevant to this conversation. Uh, Baba Yaga came up in a lot of uh, articles about Rila. So go check that one out if you'd like. Uh, that was a good one. That was a fun one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and this is definitely much more our lane when it comes to the holidays of like, like I got we, we a, a twist. Let's make a twist. Everyone else is doing this. Let's go for the Halloweenish version <laughs> of what we can do. <laughs> Why not? Um, yes, yes, and it is super fun. So, yeah, if you're looking at the darker side of Christmas stories and legends, which there are quite a few, mm-hmm. um, one that has gained a lot of cultural traction here in the U.S., um, including parades and a whole movie. I've seen I've seen a play about him is Krampus, mm-hmm. um, the hoofed, horned German figure. But you really don't hear so much about Grilla, the Christmas ogress and witch from Icelandic legend, although. She did recently pop up in something, which we will talk about. Um, Yes, yes, yes. And kind of a shortened thing, because we have talked about witches a lot, but Christmas witches have roots in pagan history to deities and spirits that were thought to be women uh, from from those uh, festivals around this time, especially like harvest festivals or like cool, you know, winter's coming, that kind of thing. I actually did find a Game of Thrones and Grilla connection. It was a whole article. I didn't make it. Um, But anyway. (laughs) um, And many of these Christmas witches do have connections to the cold and deadly dark weather of winter. And Grilla is definitely in that realm. And uh, she evolved from these beliefs. Huh. I wonder if it's related to the the Lion and the Witch of the Wardrobe with the White Ooh. Witch. Yes, I bet it absolutely is. Because she's the one that keeps winter there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. So, <laughs> let's break down Grilla's history. The legend of Grilla dates back to the 13th century Iceland. And she is not one to be trifled with. Uh, mm-hmm. She lives in a cold, dark cave in the hinterlands and is the mother of monsters and the eater of naughty children. Yes, she snatches them up and cooks them in a, into a delicious stew. Uh, of course, her name loosely translates to growler. That makes sense. Yeah, like you'd hear this like growling <laughs> sound as she comes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, stories of Grilla started as mostly oral, and the first written accounts started showing up in the 13th century. So that's kind of why this is when we know the story for sure, but it was probably around long before that. Take this poem from the time. Here comes Grilla down in the field with 15 tails on her. Another poem reads, Down comes Grilla from the outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword, knife in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of children who cry for meat during Lent. Mm. Mm -mm. Big Uh (laughs) no-no. Other poems mentioned her and her husband, who she later ate because she was bored. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. 
Yeah, she had multiple husbands. Uh, one historian described her as the first feminist in Iceland, which really cracked <laughs> me up. I don't think it was related to the eating of the husband or multiple husbands. Oh, okay, things. I'm like, is this like the, the conservative definition of feminist? They're going to eat men. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, well, maybe he, if, I get if bored you make enough. me bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So never fear, because Grilla did get a second husband who was this troll-like figure uh, who has a name, but I did not put it in here because I knew I would butcher the pronunciation. But oh, okay. Yes, he's also kind of a figure in this because the story of Grilla is also the story of her whole interesting family. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. Yes, including a huge man-eating Yule cat. Who What's Yule cat? It's like a, well, it's a, just a cat that comes out around this time. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, Not yeah. a breed. It's like, it's, I've seen illustrations of it, and it's like a big black cat. Um, I've, I've seen some of the descriptions make it sound much more kind of like Cerberus, like glowing red oh, eyes yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Others are kind of like it's just a big black cat. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. But this cat purposefully targeted those Especially kids, but anybody, really, who wasn't wearing any new clothes. It could be like a, a sock. It could be underwear. But if you weren't wearing any new clothes during this time, you were in trouble. <laughs> because... <laughs> so all of this, they come out. It's supposed to be as winter is coming. It's getting darker and colder. This is when they start, you know, checking in on what you're doing. Right. You need new clothes. It's getting cold. Mm-hmm. I think that your cat is classist. I don't. I don't like it. How dare you? What if we can't afford those new clothes? Rude. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. 
Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. To round out the family, she had 13 adult sons called the 13 Yule Lads. Each of these huge dudes has their own reputation of mayhem during December, including sausage swiping, door slamming, and leftover eating. We're going to go into them more a bit later, but just, (laughs) okay, this is her family. This is what she's got going on. Although they weren't weren't related at first. They kind of got, you know, pushed together over time. But at first, they were kind of separate, separate legends, and then they all got mashed up together. Mashed together one horrible family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this gets a bit complicated in terms of how modern-day Christmas has transformed over time. But in Iceland at the time, there was a midwinter holiday related to English and Germanic Yule that involved a lot of gathering, feasting, celebrating, all the things that many of us associate with holidays. However, because of Iceland's geographic location, during this time of year, it's generally darker, for longer, and yes, I have a TikTok account that lives in Iceland to watch, uh, (laughs) compared to somewhere like the U.S., for instance. And these early celebrations were not only an opportunity to connect with the living and the dead, but also with creatures like trolls, elves, and other things in that realm that were believed to inhabit the area. It was believed that sometimes these creatures wore flesh faces to visit houses and farms. Yeah, you'll never notice. You'll never recognize Ooh, that. So freaky, like, hello. <laughs> My face <laughs> yes, is I totally am normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, one of these uh, creatures in this realm was Grilla, who, uh, yeah, we're going to get into this more in a second, but a lot of different descriptions of Grilla generally has a horn tail, at least one horned tail, and a bag that she would throw at children, specifically ones that she deemed to be naughty. She wasn't necessarily associated with Christmas, as I said, but more the place, uh, the cold mountains, the danger that the season came with in terms of weather, the darkness and snow engulfing the land. She was the one who had the power over this land and those living there, um, especially during winter. People were at her whim and mercy or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her physical descriptions uh, have varied over the years from more ogre-like to more old witch-like. Uh, here's a quote from Mental Floss. Grilla might look like, though like all Icelandic trolls, she's a gross, massive giant. One rhyme says she has 15 tails, each of which holds 100 bags with 20 children in each bag, doomed to be a feast for the troll's family. Another says she has 40 tails, and still another says she carries a bag of children on her thighs. All right. Some poems say she has 300 heads, each of which has three eyes. Other describes eyes in the back of her head, ears that hang so long that they hit her in the nose, a matted beard, blackened teeth, and hooves. All these stories agree on one point. She's very, very ugly. (laughs) You ugly. Oh, not you. Oh, well, well, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, and uh, there has been 
surprise, not to me, but to many probably, some scholarly debate about why most of these witches are ugly. Some we've discussed before, like links to perceived wildness of paganism or just, you know, spinsters, old woman spinster, must be ugly. Others speculate it's almost an end-of-the-year thing, more symbolic. So, like, because she's a winter witch, the mm-hmm. end of the year's coming. Like, maybe at the beginning of the year, it's like, she's a baby. By the end, she's like this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and others say that instead of summoning or causing bad weather, um, the witch is scared away. Like, maybe... So, this is encompassing more than just Grilla, but, um, like, their ugliness... <laughs> I feel terrible saying that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Grilla. But their their appearance is part of scaring the weather away, that they're actually not bringing it. Um, oh. That's, doing that's the greater good. That's some interpretations of it. Others are just like, they're just kind of like a part of the land and you have to respect the land and the danger of the winter. Like, th- there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here. Um It wasn't until the 19th century that people started to associate Grilla with Christmas specifically. It was also the same time um, that the menacing Yule Cat and 13 Yule Lads were more clearly linked to her becoming like this big dark family. Um, And by the way, the stories of the Yule Lads got so bad, parents were banned from telling them to their kids in Iceland in 1746. (laughs) And leave those stories. Well, you know, we've talked about this before because the function of a lot of these is to get your children to behave. Right. But it sounds like it got kind of out of hand (laughs) with the scaring (laughs) of the children part. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Again, like they went from Krampus and Mm -hmm. Grilla to Santa Claus. So like we're going to reinforce instead of deter. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And uh, I would love for for listeners to write in, but I did find um, a couple of fascinating essays about how um, legends like this or stories like this, especially in in Iceland or, or more generally Europe, perhaps, but specifically Iceland, like are just so important to how, I, I, like they're, they're more, they're taken more seriously than they are here, I guess. Right. Like they are kind of respected and people hear them and still hear them. And uh, like, it, it's almost a matter of respecting this, this darkness in this winter and this environment of Iceland. Um, it was interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. And as you're saying, Samantha, the 20th century saw American depictions of Santa Claus spreading throughout Europe. And that did impact how the Yule lads were drawn, much more Santa-y, bigger bellies, red uh, whiskers. Instead of um, taking stuff and causing mayhem, they started leaving gifts. And Grilla was threatened with eternal extinction by those who wanted the winter holidays to be more family-friendly, um, with one song going into detail about their death. Like, they actually tried to kill her off. What? In- <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. Like, we want this to be a time Grilla. of happiness. R.I.P. Um, yes. And this trend didn't really reverse until recently in Iceland. An effort by the National Museum of Iceland has been pushing to restore the Yule ads to their pre-Santa selves. Um, and I want to go over their names now and what they do because okay. I love it. <laughs> and this is, this is from the museum. So there's Sheep Coat Claude. He tries to suckle ewes in farmer's sheep sheds. Golly Gawk, he steals foams from buckets of cow milk. Stubby, he's short and steals food from frying pans. Spoon licker, he licks spoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you call me? <laughs> pa 
Pot Scraper, a.k.a. Pot Licker. He steals unwashed pots and licks them clean. Bowl Licker, he steals bowls of food from under the bed. Back in the old days, Icelanders used to sometimes store bowls of food there. Convenient for midnight snacking, perhaps. Door Slammer, he stops around and slams doors, keeping everyone awake. Skier Gobbler, he eats up all the Icelandic yogurt. Skier, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sausage Swiper, he loves stolen sausages. Um, Window Peeper, he likes to creep outside windows and sometimes steal the stuff he sees inside. Door Sniffer, he has a huge nose and an insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods. Okay. Uh, Meat Hook, he snatches up any meat left out, especially smoked lamb. Candle Beggar, he steals candles, uh, which used to be sought after items in Iceland. I like so, these are very specific. And right? Somewhat. Yeah. They are all really gross, barely. Yeah. Licking why do they have to lick so many things? That's I know, unnecessary. I know. Well, it's funny too to me, this, again, going back to that point of it sounds like it's just trying to get you to like clean up after yourself. Right. <laughs> like like make, wash your bowls. <laughs> right. Or else. Wash your spoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and apparently, you know, close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one's kind of, that. that's like plug in your keyhole, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I got a very big kick out of this. I've never heard of it. But as I mentioned at the top, I was telling people that I was doing this research a couple of days ago and somebody was like, oh, no, I know Grilla. I've heard of Grilla because really? I went to Iceland to visit a friend. And this is his story. He says when he got there, he saw... A statue of her in the airport was like, whoa. If you haven't seen a statue of her, whoa. (laughs) She's intense. Uh, And was kind of taken aback that he saw the statue in the airport. But then one of these Yule ads, somebody dressed as one of these Yule ads, kept opening and closing the door to his taxi. And he he was he didn't know what was going on because he's an American. He's never heard of this. So wait, was it a real person doing this to him? Yes. Okay. Okay. It, it was, <laughs> yeah. I'm very, yeah. I was like, what? Okay. But he knew he knew all about it because he said he had to ask his friend like, what was that? <laughs> and his friend told well, him about. Yeah. That would be alarming because you're like, are you trying to kidnap me? Right. I've seen Taken. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I say. <laughs> um, and this, I, I, this is where I want you listeners to write in. Apparently, kids are still terrified of her. They still are freaked out by Grilla. Um, there are depictions of her across Iceland to remind folks about Grilla. And she and her sons were recently featured in uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, um, where she was a witch that protected mistreated children instead of turning them into stew. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely been kind of an embracing of of this creepier, more historical version of Grilla and her whole family. <laughs> and her whole family. Yes. I yeah, looking at the pictures, she is gruesome. But apparently there's some really fun ornaments. I want one. I know. A Grilla ornament would be amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do. I, I want one too. <laughs> uh and I think if we hear from listeners, I think we do a follow-up on Grilla because I feel like there's got to be more about her. But that's about what we could find. There's what, Most of this came from one really helpful article, Deep Dive from the Smithsonian, if you want to read more. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's there was a lot more academic stuff about like witches and winter witches in general that was not exactly what we were looking for for our easy right. kind of winter episode. But fascinating, and we could return to it uh, at a later date. 
This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We did want to go through a couple more examples quickly because Grilla is not the only Christmas witch in town as we said and we've got a few honorable mentions that when I read about I was like oh no we have to I have to at least mention this so there's an Austrian and a Bavarian one Frau Perchta uh, who around Christmas time checks in to see which kids have been naughty or nice the naughty ones get their torsos split open and stuffed with straw obviously Obviously, uh, there's a lot of interesting ones about uh, Frau Perchta. I, I uh, nobody's safe from her, um, <laughs> but that was the one where I was like, "Whoa, we really yeah. went like from zero to a hundred quickly." <laughs> they were ready. Mm-hmm. And the parents are supposed to find the body the next day. That's so gruesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. It is split open, stuffed with straw. Yep. What happens yeah, to the yeah. good kids? Nothing. Uh, I well, think that's they, some BS. <laughs> you don't get cut, cut open and stuffed with I straw. Guess, I, I guess. guess. Yes, you're right. But at the same time, 
Then there's Italy's La Befana. Um, La Befana is descended from pagan witches, uh, and based on the story, can ride a, a goat or a broom or both, maybe. Um, and it's typically very crone-like in appearance. Generally, good kids are safe from La Befana um, and may even get some candy from her. Uh, bad kids, however, might get coal. Some versions have candy shaped like coal. Um, which I guess is fine. But they could also get scooped up and taken to her home to be fed to her cannibalistic husband, which seems to be a theme. <laughs> Just like Grilla, there have been some attempts to sanitize and Christianize her story, with one going so far as to claim that the three wise men stayed with her on their way to see baby Jesus. Wow. Um, and when the men invite her to join them, she declines. She says she's busy. And in some versions is grieving the loss of her own child. Um, and doesn't want to go. And then in some versions, thinks that Jesus is her own child. What? Huh. That went very far. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, <laughs> she changes her mind and goes and brings Jesus a gift, and he loves it so much. Uh, he makes her the protector of Italian children. Um, in some depictions of her, she even sweeps the floor of all the homes she visits, which is very nice. She is so beloved in Italy there are multiple festivals and markets held in her name, and apparently one in Italy involves a boat race with people dressed up as witches. So, yeah, I guess the celebrations now are her, of her being a witch, not so much the saint, or is it the saint version? I think, I think there's both, but I, okay. I think, uh, I think she, she's, she started out as a much less nice witch right. and evolved into a nicer witch, but I think she's still a, like, a witch. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. She can still hold on to that claim. Yes. That that was my understanding. But again, r- listeners write in, because it seems she's still quite popular. Yeah. She's relevant. Yeah. Like, a, oh, festivals. Festivals. We need to go. I know. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> let's take a trip. <laughs> it's time. Um, and then there were a couple more. I did want to mention this. There wasn't, like, enough to do a whole mention of them without going into... I think this would be a separate episode, but I did want to say there were a couple of other Christmas witches that actually um, were more about harassing women than children, uh, like a housewife who's not doing her job as well as she should be. Uh, some of it involved like leaving uh, smudges of feces on like laundry, uh, like messing up housework, and and sometimes splitting them open and stuffing them with straw which I just found fascinating because as we said, these are so, they're so like moralistic, naughty or nice, do your chores or else that I find it interesting that there are some versions of them that are specifically towards women and housewives from this time. Um, So just a a note that I had when I was doing this research, like, huh, Mm. okay. Okay. Interesting. Yep, very interesting. I mean, honestly, the research was very fun. <laughs> this was a fun one to research. So if you listeners, again, you have any follow-ups, any more details, any suggestions, any legends other like this. Other witches, yes. Other witches. There are also some really cool, like, women in food and witches traditions that I found. So if you know about those, please <laughs> let us know. Uh, yes, and you can contact us in many ways. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.